0: this podcast is sponsored by tourtips.com the online golf betting resource tourtips subscriptions for 2021 have been reduced by up to 50 percent their email service is now a free subscription for all the best in-depth stats and information visit tour-tips.com the online golf betting resource
1: Welcome to the home of the best golf betting tips. All the best bets for the upcoming tournaments, all from experts and all in one place. From the home of the Bet Bites podcast, this is Bet Bites Golf with Dave Tindall and James Butler.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's the Golf Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler. I'm also known as the Cricket Badger. You can find my cricket stuff elsewhere on the Bet Bites platform. But because I'm the Cricket Badger, I need a Golf Badger along with me to talk us through the Farmers Insurance Open and the Dubai Desert Classic over the coming few days. And that person is our legendary golf betting tipster, Dave Tindall. Dave Tindall, how are you? I'm very good, Cricket Badger. Thank you. Yes. Um, Looking
1: forward to two big events this week, two really good fields. Um, yeah, some uh, good golf
0: to watch and get stuck into. Well, should we start in Dubai? I think that's yes. going to be the best place to start. I'll take us through the top end of the market. Tyrrell Hatton is 7 to 1. Colin Morikawa, my mate, is 12 to 1. You've got Tommy Fleetwood in there, about the same price as Colin, actually, 12 to 1. Matthew Fitzpatrick, he's as big as 16s. Sergio Garcia is 22s, and the rest are bigger. We always say, Dave, on this uh, podcast, and it's worth repeating for any new listeners we have, that we leave this until. Late on a Wednesday to try and pick up all of the information. You can soak it up as you lie in your bath with your scented candles around you, ruminating on the various uh, runners and riders in the golf tournaments. That tends to lead you down a slightly different route than you might have gone down if you did it on a Monday or a Tuesday. What's it taught you this time?
1: yeah so they've interviewed a few players um, over the last couple of days So I think four player interviews went up they interviewed Tyrrell Hatton he's the hot favourite this week as you said it's 7-1 to one. didn't really offer too much he just said he played well in the pro-am and he's still playing well and generally talked about feeling good and climbing at the world rankings so not, nothing there to think positive or negative really they interviewed Colin Morikawa he didn't say anything particularly about himself that made me want to jump on and bet him but he did say the greens were a bit iffy that, that
0: Actually, in the official European tour. Did he use the word iffy? He did. Did he? All right, Mar- marvellous. Well done, Colin.
1: Yeah, in the, in the official European sort of transcript, they seem to have scrubbed iffy, but there's another interview uh, I've, I've read where he does sort of say the Greens, he doesn't dwell on that, he just says, yeah, of course he's good, although the Greens are a bit iffy, that kind of thing. Did make me just think that maybe it could be a little bit of a leveller, maybe the Greens are a bit patchy and bumpy, maybe might just be compromised a little bit. So that actually helped me and I was struggling a bit. They also interviewed Sergio Garcia, who again, he's one here before and he's had the usual about coming back to a place where you've won so the, the idea that maybe the, the putter and the greens could lead me somewhere was kind of floating around but I couldn't attach it to anybody but then the, the player blog this week is on the European Tour website is Andy Sullivan and that's quite interesting because I've only just seen that in the last 15 minutes and he said some quite interesting stuff basically he admitted that last year he was for want of a better word being a bit of an arse he said he was snappy and arrogant I always considered myself a happy lucky guy but but I wasn't being that guy so he sat down spoke to his psychologist during the COVID period and had a bit of a kind of mental clear out and a declutter and, and it's definitely worked for him because at the second half of last year he got a win and he's played some good golf since um, one quote that I noticed as well he said my appetite for being better is so much bigger now and in December when I normally take time off I was working with Mike Kansky his putting coach basically it just sounds like he's really got his appetite going he's, he's really thinking properly and clearly We ended 2020 with a second place in the Golf in Dubai Championship, which is obviously very relevant this week because we're in Dubai and a 10th in the DP World Tour Championship. But that confirmed he does play really well in the United Arab Emirates. In this event itself, he's got a second in 2016, fourth in 2015, sixth in 2018. Loads of course form, loads of of regional form, thinking really clearly. Top 25 in Abu Dhabi last week in his first outing of 2021. I think he can really kick on this week, Andy Sullivan. With everything seemingly in place, he's got the course form, the regional form, the, the great mindset. I think third. 30 to 1 for Andy Sullivan, eight each way places. That's a really nice each way bet. So he's the one that's jumped off the page for me in the last literally in the last
0: 20 minutes. Andy Sullivan then at 30-1 to one to win the Dubai Desert Classic. Have you got any other bets from that tournament or should we fly across doors California?
1: Yes, we'll fly across the Atlantic to California.
0: And it's to Torrey Pines, isn't it? Which is actually going to be the the scene of the US Open come June. Will we find anything out about that tournament by the some of the players that are playing it in, in, in this week? Is, is it not relevant to that?
1: No, I, th- I think it is relevant. I think some players are, pl- are playing this week to get a bit of a site, I think Rory McIlroy for one he's flying over from Abu Dhabi it's a long old flight to uh, California there so he's clearly wanting to have a look at it, John Rahm is there as well, Um, some other big names so yeah I think even though it, it, it won't play like it will at the US Open I think some just want to see the visuals get comfortable with the place and hence why well, we've got a good field
0: yeah we'll go through yeah. the, uh, the the top end of that field uh, as you say John Rahm he's there he's about 7 to 1 Rory is 17 to 2 Zander Schaffelet is in the market at around 12 and you've got Tony Finau, who is uh, as big as 20s if you shop around Harris English is 22 to 1 Hideki Matsuyama is uh, as big as 25s and the rest are obviously bigger Th- this is played over for two courses, Dave, is it North and South course? And it's the South course they're going to use in the US Open. The North course is a little bit shorter and, and perhaps easier.
1: Yeah, it's easier. They play it once over the first two days. So ideally, you'll try and get a low one there. Although it's no pushover by any means. I think it used to be you know, a place where you think, all right, let's try and get 65, 66 there. But it is more testing nowadays. They've, they've revamped it a little bit. But yeah, basically three rounds at the south course, that's that's where you're going you're gonna to win or lose the tournament.
0: I was looking at the, the prices um, on OddsChecker to see if you could get a first round leader, thinking we could choose somebody from the, the north course on the slightly easier course to be the first round leader but they've actually split them, I think, on most bookies, haven't they? You you get your north course leader on the first round, you get your south course leader on the first round.
1: Yeah, I think in the naive early days of bookmaking, that was perhaps an angle to mine. But yeah, nowadays, you don't get that opportunity because the the north will play a shot or two easier.
0: Where are you going to take me then on this one? (laughs) Yeah, so again, trying to pick
1: up some information... One of the main people I've interviewed is Xander Schaffelet because he literally grew up 10 minutes away, played this course a lot. So you're thinking, right, am I going for him? But he's very short odds, 12 to 1. And the big kind of confusing point with him this week is he's played his hometown event five times and missed the cut in four of them. that is bizarre I mean I I don't quite know what it is perhaps it suggests that even though you you may live near somewhere and grow up playing it a bit it doesn't mean to say you'll play it well and for whatever reason he has a bit of a a problem and I I even saw one story one interview with the Golf Channel where even in his college days he never won there so I don't know, that south course, even though in theory it should fit him, it just doesn't. It doesn't
0: provoke confidence, that, does it?
1: No. So, I mean, 12 to 1, I, I thought that was short enough as it was. But if I'd read or found out that he'd, he'd won there 20 times as a junior and, and those type of things, I might have thought, all oh, right, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at him. But it just makes me want to oppose him, if anything. So I looked at the 72-hole match betting. So what I'm going to do in this event, I'm going to put up a 13 to 2 treble of 72-hole okay. <laughs> match bets. And I thought, let's try and take Xander Schaffley on because obviously he's going to be paired uh, with one of the other leading lights. And they put him up against Tony Fina, who's got a brilliant record in this tournament. He's actually gained, I think I read somewhere, 27 shots on the field in the last three years. So Finau... Big hitter, really good by the coast. He, he just plays these sort of events really well. And, and this course has brought him lots of success. So Tony now is 21 to 20 to take down Xander Schaffle over 72 holes. So I thought that would be the first leg of my treble. I also read a little interview with Ricky Fowler, who... He's trying to come back to form after a really poor 2020. He talked of swing changes and it being very in incremental gains, so it's a bit of a slow process. So I don't think he's quite ready to launch anything special this week. Again, he's a local boy. He's, he, I think grew up 50 miles away. He's a Californian, but again, he's got a poor record here. So now lives in Florida. Maybe he's, you know he's used to Bermuda grass now. This is Palana. Ricky Feld's got a poor record recently, so. I'm going to take him on with Gary Woodland who won the US Open not far away at Pebble Beach just up the coast and Gary Woodland is 5-6 to six to beat Ricky Fowler Gary Woodland had been struggling a little bit but he came back with a top 20 last week he sounded absolutely full of beans like he's he's ready to really kick on now and and, and play well and he's he, he's another with a good bank of form here so Gary Woodland got better course form and better recent form than Ricky Fowler so he's 5-6 to six. and the other one I uh, know again from an interview I've read today they interviewed Mark Leesman, he's the defending champion, and he pointed out a couple of things that he's playing really well. He's had his coach over to see him, and that really turned it around. Obviously, you remember a couple of weeks ago, James and Sony, we made a nice profit on, on Mark Leesman, 60 to 1 each way, or 55 to 1 each way, and he, he took third place. So his game sounds really good after this visit from his coach. So he's up against Jason Day, his fellow Australian, and Day has got a great record. He's at this course, but it was poor weather on Monday and they actually closed the course and they couldn't get any practice in now I think that might be a problem for Jason Day because he's not played this year Leishman has been up and running already with a couple of events today's going to be rusty and the forecast this was something Xander Schaffle the local lad pointed out he said this isn't normal San Diego weather it's much much colder so Leishman plays well in poor weather I don't know if you recall he once got to the playoff in the open at St Andrews when it was terrible weather really windy yeah. so he won't mind at all being a bit cold and windy Jason Day is kind of a guy who's infamous for having injury problems so you know bad backs bad joints you don't want cold weather I think just some little edges there for Mark Leishman. He's the defending champion. He's got a a win and two second places here. He's fresher. Uh, Well, he's more up to speed, I should say, than Jason Day. So I thought it's worth taking Day on. And Leishman's the outsider at even money. So I thought that's good for Leishman. So that is a 13-2 to treble.
0: Nice. I like that. I like that. I I always, when you're talking about that, I always think about my own golf game. And I was always rubbish at the course close to me. The trouble is I took that form everywhere else I ever played golf as well. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I
1: it's a slight sort of red herring, I think. Just because you grew up somewhere doesn't mean to say it's your favourite course. You might know where to hit it a bit more, but sometimes the visuals, you know, the, the holes may bend the wrong way or, or whatever. So for whatever
0: reasons, under just doesn't play well there. I like your bets this week I really do in the Dubai Desert Classic we're going to go with Andy Sullivan 30 to 1 take 8 places each way on him and then at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in California um, Tony Finau to take down Zander Shaffalay Gary Woodland to beat Ricky Fowler and Mark Leishman to uh, beat Jason Day over 72 holes as a treble is 13 to 2 Dave Tintor thank you thank you James and uh, thanks everybody for listening we'll of course be back next week with more golf betting information have a listen to our multi-sport podcast which is out on a friday morning as well on the bet bites platform like subscribe to it keep in touch with it and you'll pick up all of the cricket the multi-sport the golf everything else that we release on there and uh, we'll see you talking about golf again this time next week
1: bet bites golf is a sports betting media production our multi-sport bet bites podcast is released every friday please gamble responsibly Visit begambleaware.org for all the information. Sports Social Podcast Network.